episode number 185. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know of something I discovered yesterday. About two months ago, just before my second book was published, I wanted to offer a giveaway on this podcast. For four weeks, I mentioned that I would be gifting one of my listeners who leaves me an iTunes review a gift of their choice, one of my books, one of my decks of cards, or a one-on-one coaching session with me. Well, Throughout that month, I was checking to see the reviews come in, but I didn't see any, and so I didn't announce anything at the end of that month. And just yesterday, by chance, I was looking at the back end of my website where I can see the reviews come in, and I refreshed the page, and I noticed two reviews popped up from September, and we are in now November. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was so strange to me that I couldn't see the reviews this whole time. So, first I want to apologize to the two listeners who did leave me a review in September for missing them. And secondly, I would like to offer a gift to the two listeners who wrote me a review. The first review came from Elisa. She wrote, I started listening to Shira's podcasts about two years ago. She shares her own stories using her method of living deliberately that truly resonates with me. I look forward each week to her podcast to learn and hear how she uses her method to stay clear and unstuck. Shira shares a wide range of relatable topics from her life. Each story is well-reasoned and insightful on how to live deliberately each day. I have recommended her podcast to so many. Each have come back to thank me for introducing them to Shira's podcast and books. I highly recommend to all. Thank you, Elisa, so much for that review. And the second one came from Krista. She wrote, I recommend this podcast for anyone going through a challenging phase and wanting to make changes, big or small, in their life or perspective. Listening helps me feel more hopeful for myself and my capacity to grow and learn and change in my relationships. Shira's strategies are also remarkably easy to understand and don't make me feel overwhelmed. A huge plus. And thank you, Krista, for taking the time to write your review. I am so grateful to both of you, not only to hear your words, but to know that your reviews may help other people find this show. Alisa and Krista, please email me to redeem your gifts. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I sent an email to those people who are on my newsletter asking them to reply to me with any questions they have regarding emotional health and well-being. And I was so pleasantly surprised to receive a lot of questions. I asked the question because I wanted to write an article responding to the top questions that I received on this topic. But there were more questions that I received than I thought I was going to receive. And when I started to write the article, I realized that each question in and of itself was really worthy of its own response. 
And so I'm planning to share those questions with you here on this podcast. I'm going to intersperse them throughout the different episodes, and I'm going to respond to them the best I can. Today, I'm going to share with you the first question I received, and it came from Jill. She wrote, how do you get unstuck from feelings of disgust and shame if your partner has an unpleasant habit? And this is such a great question, I have to say. I actually laughed when I read it because I was really able to relate. So, Jill, I don't know what your partner's unpleasant habit is, obviously, but I hear that you are feeling disgust and shame about it. And I can imagine that that's really hard to live with. And I also imagine it's not only hard to live with that person, but to really be thinking that about that person. I mean, living with someone who you feel disgust and shame about can really affect how you live in the house. It can really affect your mood. You may be walking around all the time thinking about those disgusting habits that your husband has, even when he's not doing them, right? You may be waking up first thing in the morning thinking about how disgusting his habits are or even how disgusting he is and how ashamed you are to have chosen to live your whole life with him. And again, you might be unconsciously carrying those thoughts around with you all the time. And having such thoughts on your mind, even if you're not aware of it, that can be really draining. Believe me, I know because I've experienced this with my husband before. Now, knowing that you have these thoughts, the chances are your primitive mind, your lower brain, is probably doing the thing it does best, which is to protect you from anything unpleasant. And the first way of defense that your brain does is that it's going to try to change the things outside of you so that you can feel better on the inside. In other words, your mind is going to try to change the disgusting habit that your partner does. How will your mind do this? Well, your mind may try to convince you to have a conversation with your husband about it, but that won't necessarily help because your husband might not even be aware of the habit that he's doing. And even if he is aware of it, he might not necessarily have any control over it. Or your mind may say, you know, let's have this conversation with him so that he hears your side and maybe he'll just get defensive and he'll take it personally. Assuming that his disgusting habit isn't something he's doing intentionally to annoy or hurt you. If talking to your husband doesn't work, your mind may think of another way to fix this problem. And that could look like avoiding him, right? Simply avoiding him. Staying away when he does this habit, keeping your distance, sleeping in another room, using separate bathrooms, eating at different times, whatever you need to do in order to stay away. But... What is the consequence of any of those attempts to solve for this problem? Well, his habit isn't necessarily going to go anywhere. In fact, if anything, your awareness of it may just get amplified. If you try to ask him to change his habit, even if he's willing to try, although I would imagine most people would just say, leave me alone. But let's just say he's willing to try to change that habit he won't be successful all the time. So it's just going to make you feel even more stuck. Not just stuck on disgust and shame, but stuck on the fact that this habit may never go away. 
Or the other consequence of keeping your distance? Well, you know, is that really what you want? Do you want to live with someone but not really live with someone? I mean, maybe at that point, one or both of you would consider separating because if you can't live with each other, why be together? That's something that one person may argue. So staying stuck on your partner's disgusting or unpleasant habit isn't going to help you. And assuming he may not even have total control over this habit, the only real solution to get through this is for you to get unstuck. And as you can imagine, I'm a big proponent of using the unstuck method to help you feel better in any moment. Now, since I don't know what the unpleasant habit is that you're referring to, I thought I would offer an example from my own life in order to walk you through the steps to show you how I would get unstuck using this tool. So I could actually name a dozen unpleasant habits that my husband has, truly between how he eats, to how he talks with food in his mouth, to how he reaches for food without saying excuse me, to flossing while he's driving the car, to disgusting bathroom habits, and I mean literally, I could go on and on, but out of respect for my dear husband who gives me permission to share about him and our life on this podcast, I will work with something pretty simple, which is his habit of going to the bathroom at least three times each morning. And when I say go to the bathroom, I mean, you know, like go to the bathroom, number two, you know, and it's loud. You know, there are some of us in the world that have a hard time going to the bathroom one time a day. And here this guy is, and it just all comes out quickly and loudly. And you can hear it throughout the whole house if the bedroom door isn't closed. And to me, it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to hear first thing in the morning, and it's unpleasant to hear when you're in the kitchen, and it's unpleasant when you go to the bedroom just to get dressed. I mean, you know, hearing someone else use the bathroom once is is one thing. It's normal, you know, but three times, it's like a flood, and it's really, really, really unpleasant. So like I said earlier, I have choices, right? I could talk to him about it, but that's certainly not going to get us anywhere. He can't help this. This is how his body works. I could avoid him, like not be in the bedroom when he's in the bathroom, but I can't really avoid being in the entire house unless I want to not live with him. And so the most effective way for me to feel better in this moment is to get myself unstuck. So we start with the S, stop. If I'm standing in the kitchen and I hear my husband using the bathroom and I'm feeling these difficult emotions, the first thing I do is I don't react, and I don't yell up to the bedroom, and I don't throw a tantrum. I just take a pause. I close my eyes, and I take a few breaths. T. I tell myself what I'm feeling. And I allow myself to feel that feeling because I'm allowed to feel emotions. I'm human. So I say I'm stuck on disgust and I allow myself to feel it. I don't resist the emotion. I don't push the emotion away. I don't numb myself so I don't have to feel that emotion. I just give myself permission to feel it. Maybe even I would set the timer for like one minute or five minutes 
to just give myself that time to feel that emotion. You, I uncover all of the thoughts of why I'm feeling disgust. Why am I feeling disgust in the first place, I ask myself. Well, one reason is I believe he shouldn't be using the bathroom three times each morning. And then I investigate that thought. Is that true? Should he not be using the bathroom three times each morning? Well, of course he should because that's how his body works. Who am I to say what he should and shouldn't be doing in the bathroom? I uncover another belief. I believe he should be more considerate. Mm, That's a tricky one, I know. I'm going to investigate it. Is that 100% true that he should be more considerate? Well, I could certainly want that, but that's not the question. The question is, should he be more considerate? And the answer to that is, no, he shouldn't be. He should be exactly the person who he's being. I'm not in charge of who he's being. I'm only responsible for myself. I know that's a hard one for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. But remember, this is the work with living deliberately, where we take 100% responsibility for our own selves and really release responsibilities of anything else that we're not responsible for. And actually, here's another way I can investigate that thought. I can consider flipping that thought around that I can consider that I should be more considerate of him. If I want my husband to respect me for who I am and for who I'm not, I need to do the same with him. And the last thought that I uncovered was, I believe I shouldn't have to listen to this. Is that 100% true? Well, I mean, I could try to play music and, you know, drown out the sound, but the truth of the matter is, if he's doing that in the house... You know, I don't know if I can totally avoid it unless I leave, which I don't want to do. So knowing that none of the beliefs that I had in my mind were even true, and the fact that I got stuck in the first place is because of these uninvestigated thoughts, I can go on to the next step, C, where I can consider a new perspective. I can consider it's not such a big deal. I can consider in the scheme of things, I can be grateful for my health, for his presence in our life, for our children, for his fidelity, for his love for me. Okay, so he poops a lot in the morning. So what? I can consider it's not really disgusting. It's natural human behavior. Everyone does this. I can consider closing the bedroom door if he forgets to close it. I can consider not taking it personally. I can consider accepting him for who he is. This is his body. This is how it works. It has nothing to do with me. I can consider I'm not perfect. I have bad habits. I know I do. And the people in my house accept me for who I am. I can consider if I had that issue, he would accept me without making a big deal of it. I can consider I can't be dependent on anything outside of me for my own emotional health and well-being. I came up with a lot of considerations and pretty much took all of them on. And then finally, K, I held myself in kindness for getting stuck on disgust and shame in the first place. So that's how I would get unstuck from my husband's unpleasant behavior. 
Jill, I would love to hear from you to know how my response resonated with you. And if you give me permission, I'll share your response on next week's episode. And to my dear listeners, I would love to know not only how this podcast episode resonated with you, but where you see yourself in the story, because I know Jill is not alone here. I am sure if you take a look, you'll be able to see some aspect of Jill's story in your life. I invite you to reflect upon and consider where you may be able to get unstuck in that situation so that you can go on living deliberately in your house. I would love to hear from you, my listeners, and I welcome your responses on the podcast episode of my website or inside of the Living Deliberately Together Facebook group. While getting unstuck is simple, it's not always easy. Our minds oftentimes work innocently against us in order to keep us safe, which is great and necessary on the one hand, but it keeps us back and unable to live the lives we truly want to live on the other hand. Learning how to get unstuck is an important part of your emotional health and well-being. If you can learn how to get unstuck and get clear, you will be well on your way to living more deliberately. Jill, thank you again for sending in your question, and I look forward to sharing my responses to the rest of the questions soon on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start living more deliberately in your life, visit my website to learn more about the opportunities to work with me one-on-one in the group journey as well as my coach training program, shiragura.com. I look forward to meeting you.